for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. So this is the last week of May, and there's way too many awesome things coming down the pike. Last week, as in not this week, last week, you got to listen to some really amazing folks. You learn about their journeys, as well as learn some basics around video production and tools available to make your life super easy. Besides getting some knowledge and building some connections, I also got to talk to some really cool people that have had experiences in book publishing, as well as in the process of getting there. Some of the guests have never been on a podcast before and found it super amusing to simply just talk about their favorite subjects, the people they absolutely love. So being on the podcast is absolutely exciting because they get to share their story on my podcast for you guys. It is super important to share these stories and get to know on what intrigues them to take the actions that they do every single day. So last week was a great one. We got to listen to Antoine Eraldi, Robert J. Moore, Doug Cohen, and Sunny Tanan. But guess what? This week, we have another four amazing and awesome guests. So before we get into our new guests for this week, let's do a little update on beekeeping. So I'd mentioned that I was going to take a look inside the beehives and see how they're doing. And it had been about three weeks since I installed the new hives. I separated, I splitted the main Alexandria hive into three separate hives. So I took a look inside the hive and I opened up Alexandria point one. Huh. I don't even know. I have to, I have to <laughs> still name them. So if you have a name that I can use three different names for the hives, that would be awesome to send an email to Janae at hacksandhobbies.com. All right, so I opened up the hive. I had to, of course, remove the feeder bottles and they've gone into one of the feeder bottles, which is halfway done. The other two feeder bottles were probably one fourth used. So they they are taking in that sugar water and storing it for use. Now, as I opened the hive, I took one frame out at a time, and then started seeing that they're storing the sugar water in the form of honey, uh, so they can use it for winter. And I kept taking out a frame, taking a little look at it, putting in a new box, just so it's easier and, and, and not not putting box frames on the ground. Uh, and I started just going through one frame at a time. And then I noticed some of the frames were unused or there were frames that I had put in there that had honey. So like I need to relocate these ones instead of them being being in the middle, they need to be in the corner. Then I started seeing brood, capped brood. So capped brood is a sign that your queen bee is laying eggs. Of course, if you can see eggs or larva, that's also a really good sign. So I saw on this frame, on each side, there was plenty of capped brood and larva. I saw different stages of larva. I saw some eggs that were falling over, meaning they were at least a couple of days old. I went through each of the frames and there was at least three frames with capped brood 
on either side, which means I'm going to have a few thousand bees uh, coming out in the next couple of weeks. So that's really good news. Now, the one thing that I couldn't find is the queen bee. Now, the queen bee in this new hive has not been marked yet. In fact, the queen bee in any of these three hives has not been marked. They're all born in 2019. So I need to find out what color to apply to them and go in there and mark these queen bees the color appropriate for this year. Of course, I'll need some help from my mentor. Another note to self that I would like to let you guys know, do not, I repeat, do not go into a hive without your smoker. Now this first hive, since it's only one box, it was, took me about 18 minutes to go through all of the frames. These guys didn't bother me much at all. Uh, some flew in and then be like, hey, what are you doing? But overall, they were pretty calm. There's not a lot of population. So I closed this off and then I was like, all right, let's take a look at Alexandria Original. Alexandria Original is the biggest hive that I have right now. It's got at least three honey supers from what it seems. There's at least three boxes, at least two boxes that are full of honey, at least I would say 80% maybe. And um, the other thing that I noticed is some of the frames that I put in there are still empty. And I was like, why are these frames still empty? They haven't drawn out. They haven't finished drawing it out. So that's kind of concerning to me. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Uh, let's keep on going. So I, I looked at the top box. The top box had a few frames full of honey and they're still bringing nectar in and storing it as honey, capping it up and moving on to the next cell. What's cool is some of these frames were still empty. So I was like, all right, um, that's fine. Let them build it out. So then I moved this box over. Then I, I was like, all right, all right, let's see, take a look at our flow hive because our flow hive is the second box from the top. Looked in there, they're still working. There's a lot of work for them to be done. I'm wondering if I should, if I need to spray it with some special liquid so they adapt to it more. But overall, looks like they're doing okay. So I moved this box over to my resting bench. Then comes the craziness. All right, so I remove. So now I have, I'm going into the, the actual hive where all the bees are hanging out, where the queen is laying eggs. And so I removed the queen excluder, put it, on, put it down on the ground. Now remember, I still do not have a smoker with me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be really gentle, really kind. And I start pulling out, taking out the frames, honey-filled frames, honey-filled frames, honey-filled frames. And I'm starting to put it, put them in another box, an empty box that I take with me. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. Um, there's a lot of capped honey underneath the queen excluder. I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then I started seeing some brood. I see drone brood. I see regular brood and I'm, I'm looking through, they're doing, they're doing fine. And I, I moved this over to the next box and I was like, all right, let me remove this whole box because it looks like this has mainly honey in here as well. And I started thinking, all right, maybe I need to bring some of the empty frames that are on the top super into this frame so then they can start using it for brood. Now I'm down to the last box. 
and the bees are kind of getting angry and, and like, what is going on? They're like pumping, you know, bunching on me. And as I'm removing the frames, maybe I heard a bee or two. And I start seeing some bees on my gloves and on my sleeves trying to sting me. And it's really interesting to see them sting. Like her, their entire abdomen is turned around and they're trying to sting you. Like, oh my God, oh my God. I started a little bit freaking out. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I basically push off the bee, off my, my hand, my sleeve, and they go away. Like, all right, I, I don't want to die, just go. Because they are not penetrating into mam mammalian skin and they're just poking, you know, into the cotton of my sleeve, they're able to pull out their stinger without it detaching from their bodies. I did notice some of them pooped on my sleeves also. It's like, all right, you guys are fine. So I, I keep continuing to go into one frame at a time. And then I finally found the new queen, pretty as anything, golden yellow, and of course, no dot on her. And I was like, I want to take pictures. I put the frame in one of the boxes and I was like, all right, let me get the camera out. And I'm looking on my both sleeves and there's bees trying to sting, sting me. Of course, they don't get through, but I'm also losing patience and getting flabbergasted. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are going crazy. And then finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a pause, try to put this thing back together. But before I put it back together, I was like, all right, I can't put it back together because there's bees on top of the boxes where, I, where, where the two boxes meet. I can't really put them back together. So I started putting the frames back into the original hive, into the second box, into the first box, and I've got it all in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to step back. And I was like, there's all these bees on my hands. They're starting and I'm and now I'm getting, I'm starting panicking. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to need to dust these bees off of my fingers. And I quickly like shake, shook my hands and more bees are attracted. I'm like, all right, I need to run from here. So I started running away slowly and I still see there's bees on my, my uh, sleeve area, none on my fingers. And I immediately put my fingers and my hands on the ground into the chip wood that I have, try to shake the scent away, but then there's still bees. So I was like, now I'm going to kill them. So I squeezed and I killed a few bees that were on me as I walked away from the beehive. I'm like, all right, I need to go get my smoker and calm these girls down because they're not liking what's happening right now. So I step away. I go to my garage. I find a the smoker and I was like there needs to be a lighter in the garage so I had to like take my shoes off or put covers on my shoes go in the basement get the lighter bring it back up all right I need to light a fire in this smoker that's it's a painful process to get the smoker going but it is absolutely important that you do so don't forget never <laughs> go into a big hive without a smoker and your gear on because you will get stinging. And I've seen that happen to my my uh, my mentor. He's got stung multiple times every time he's come to my apiary. So anyways, I got the smoker going. Before I went to go to the smoker, I'm 
dealing with these crazy bees, my son comes and walks up without anything on. He's like, dad, can I go play? I was like, dude, can you see these bees are going crazy? Anytime there's an open beehive, do not approach it without any protection. So I, I like buzzed him off and I was like, yes, you can go play. So I come back with a smoker. I start smoking the bees off of the sides of the beehive so I can close them up. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Close this off and get into uh, basically putting the entire beehive back together. So yeah, that was a very crazy experience. I can remember, I can still see some bees on my my uh, arms and uh, not my arms, but my sleeves, uh, basically towards right where the glove goes underneath. So these gloves that I wear, they're like longer gloves. They go past where my watch is. And then I have the sleeve part up there. And then on top of that, I put my watch. So it's got like a double seal going on. So they're trying to lift off the sleeve part and they're like all right let me get in there let me get in there and it's really crazy how their their wings are buzzing really hard and then they're like trying to sting i'm like whoa dude this is next level experience so yeah advice do not go into a big hive without your smoker so yeah that was a pretty exciting experience now i didn't get a chance to go to the third hive the third hive has a super on top and the regular beehive on the bottom. I want to see how much brood activity they have. I wasn't able to finish looking through every single frame in the big Alexandria hive because of this whole scuttle. scuttle. But I do plan on going back in there with a smoker and go directly to the bottom hive and see where the queen is again. I'm, I might do that when Nate comes in and uh, we'll, we'll mark the queen. I think it's red color for this year. Anyways, that's the update on beekeeping. So let's quickly go over some of the podcasts, interviews that are coming for you to enjoy this week. On Tuesday, we have Michelle. She's a social media consultant, a videographer, a writer, and a storyteller. I met her through LinkedIn local events, and she's been doing some amazing things on LinkedIn, building up connections and telling really amazing stories. I discovered that we have over 400 mutual connections on LinkedIn, which goes to show that we're in really good company. In the episode, she tells us the story of how she started and shares with us here on her very first podcast interview. Although she has interviewed before on other podcasts, but this was the audio-only version I'm going to take that credit, and this is her first podcast episode to tell her story. The next episode is Melissa Marie dropping on Tuesday. She's a good friend that has turned around her life by losing weight. She tells us the biggest reason behind why she decided to make this change. See, a lot of the times, the why is what will keep you going. Because if that why is not strong enough, a reaction we take ends up becoming a fad or it's just a fad that we're following and so you just don't continue to keep on going like oh everybody's starting a podcast i should have one too but if you don't keep going and if you don't have a strong enough why you're gonna drop it in a year's time or i don't know maybe you continue doing it for for a month or two months or three months it all comes down to is your why strong enough are you reaching out to the audience 
that are going to help you make this something that's going to keep on going. So check out this episode to learn Melissa's stories and the actions she took to keep going and living a healthy lifestyle. Next up, I get to speak with my brother-in-law and a good friend that helps me bounce ideas off of. He got me into snowboarding, which I haven't done quite some time actually, but he's also a software engineer and an artist. When I first saw him draw Batman with his pencil, I was like, whoa, that's so awesome. So we get to touch a little bit on that. He's a father of two and recently completed a trifecta of the Spartan races. He's earned the trifecta award for the Spartan races because he participated in three separate Spartan races last year in 2018. So in this episode, we get to learn a little bit about him, a little bit about how he got into training for these races as they require a lot of, a lot of work. For Friday, we have Ahmed Qureshi. He's a longtime athlete and one of the top cyclists in our Team Velocipede cycling group. He's won multiple trophies for triathlons and bike races over the years. So we get to talk about his little history, his little journey into cycling, and then we get into some healthy keto eating. He's amassed a ton of knowledge on this subject and is going to share some awesome stuff on here. That's it for now. Thank you so much for listening and uh, tuning into this episode. I know this was a short episode, but I just wanted to get some update out to you guys and let you know who's going to be up and coming tomorrow, the day after, the day after that, and then Friday. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.